Hey, I'm Kate. And I'm Stella. We're two rad teenagers who like joking around and learning new things. On our podcast, we talk about the origins of anything or concept. From gingerbread houses to roller skates to Big Latin. Also known as Ig Pay Atenlay. In today's episode, we will discuss sports. So baguette ready to jam out because this is Sliced Bread. to the eighth episode eight episodes wow (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) it's like the the last part of my name eight that's great (laughs) (laughs) well today's topic is sports and before we get into it i just wanted to let you all know that we have an important announcement that you may have already seen on our instagram But if you want to hear more details, because it involves you guys, make sure you stay till the end. Yay! For our first sport, I am doing lacrosse. Lacrosse is a team sport that is played with sticks with nets on them to catch or pass a ball to teammates or into a goal to get points. The first people to play were the Algonquin people who were um, a mix of Native American tribes in North America along the Atlantic coast. In English, lacrosse was originally known as stickball, and some native names for it were, I'm sorry if I butcher these, only some of them had like available pronunciation guides. Tewaraton, meaning little brother of war. Dehuntishikayes, meaning men hit round object. Bagadawe, meaning knocking balls around. And Danawausti, meaning little war. So the games would be very big events that could sometimes last a few days and have up to 100,000 participants. The only real rule was no hands allowed. Also, it was traditionally seen as a trick to pass the ball to teammates, so you were only supposed to steal from the other team. And it was seen as cowardly to dodge opponents. So you gotta face them head on. It was typically men only. And there was a version that women played called amtacha, uh, using shorter sticks. The original balls would be made of wood, clay, or stone, but they were replaced by deer skin filled with fur. What kind of fur? I don't know what kind of fur. I guess just a mix. Oh, okay. The play area would be anywhere from 100 yards to over a mile, as long as it was, like, cleared out. Goals could be a tree, a boulder, a spot on the ground, just any designated place. The Native American players would decorate themselves with paint and charcoal and additionally decorate their sticks with feathers and paint as well. There were also um, wages that the teams would place for the winning team and this could be 
items like food, tools, or just other prized items. And usually there was a feast after the game. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. To the Native Americans, it not only toughened boys up for war, but it was also a recreational and religious activity. Supposedly, the Native people believed that the creator gave them the game for his enjoyment, so they always took it seriously. For example, when the game started with um, the ball thrown in the air, teams would usually yell the name of whatever god they worshipped. There were three main variations. Southeastern tribes would use a stick in each hand and carry the ball between them. Tribes around the Great Lakes had a stick carved like a spoon to carry and throw the ball. And the Iroquoian tribes were the most um, similar to what modern sticks are like. They had a net made out of deer sinews. The first non-Native American people to find out about lacrosse were English explorers and French Jesuit missionaries, including Jean de Brubeuf, who coined the name lacrosse. Cross is French for a stick. It's also French for butt, but okay. <laughs> so the name lacrosse is most likely the phrase le jeu de lacrosse. Wait, Kate? You're the French girl. Say this phrase. Uh, le jeu de la crosse. La crosse. Crosse, like croissant. <laughs> le jeu de la crosse. <laughs> Me- meaning game of the stick. So lacrosse is just shortened of that. And with an American accent, for me at least. Yeah. <laughs> So, interest spread to French settlers in Canada, and lacrosse actually became Canada's national game in 1860. St. Leonard's School in Scotland is credited to have the first girls' team, despite the existence of the Native American version of Tatcha. This would be in 1890. In the U.S., it became popular as a girls' sport, um, at the Bryn Mawr School in Baltimore and subsequently the surrounding schools. My sources are a Legend of America article by Grady Winston, littletonlax.org, athleticscholarships.net, an article on World Lacrosse edited by Jane Clayton, and an article on U.S. Lacrosse by Thomas Fessum based on his research in his book American Indian Lacrosse Little Brother of War. In these sources there were also references to games of the North American Indians by Stuart Cullen and the Cherokee Ball Game, a study in southeastern ethnology by Raymond Fogelson. Okay, I have a question. If you had to choose like a favorite part of the lacrosse origin, what would it be? Um, I liked how there were all these variations across different tribes and stuff, but it was all, like, the same sort of game, and it all became the same game. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, that was pretty interesting. I always say that. Oh, now I think we'll get into our next origin, our next, yeah, next sport 
origin, which is going to be Cricket. So I'm going to give a brief description of Cricket and how the game works. So there are two teams called Bowling and Fielding. So Bowling is where one person throws the ball, which is called a Kookaburra, which upon like researching the like the image i'd say it's like basically a baseball (laughs) um and then the other team fielding who hits the ball and additionally there's this like pointy thing it's like basically the place where the ball is pitched um and it's called a wicket and um I thought that was kind of funny because it rhymes with cricket. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) it could also be the little like grassy area between the wickets. So kind of double meaning there. So I chose to research cricket because of its history, not really because of the sport itself. Because honestly, when I was researching, so many people thought it was like one of the most boring sports ever so (laughs) there's that but I don't really know much about it yeah I watched like a little bit of like a video of this of cricket but it was yeah it was kind of boring (laughs) not much happened (laughs) okay let's start at the beginning so cricket originated in southeastern England in the 17th century So, in around 1646, the first ever cricket game was played in Kent County in southeastern England. (laughs) After that, in the mid-17th century, village and county cricket teams were created. Then, cricket spread from England to India in the early 1700s. And then, (laughs) in the early 1800s, cricket also came to South Africa. So the sport kind of acted like a way to bind the colonies, or the English colonies, like South Africa and India, to the mother country, England. This meant that it kind of made India cool with England on like a social and economic level, because the English were like basically exploiting them, yeah. Um, It was also a way for Europeans to make money off of the sport and colonies by reinvesting into it. And I got that information off of an article on BritishEmpire.uk. Alright, so I got some cricket fun facts for y'all. So there have been over 82 cricket player deaths recorded in history. And the longest match ever lasted two weeks. So each game is around six hours played per day. So that was like a really long time. (laughs) Six hours a day for 14 days. Yeah. Um, And also, according to Matthew Smith on youknow.co.uk, a survey showed that 58% of British people who answered the survey think that cricket is quite too very boring and I know (laughs) poor cricket (laughs) 
the number one on that list of the most boring sports was voted to be golf by oh, wow. 70% of the British viewers who voted said it was boring. So, oop. <laughs> and now for the etymology of the word cricket. <clears throat> so it's not exact, like pretty much everything about <laughs> cricket, but... Um, from my research, it comes from either the word crick, spelled with a K, which is from, like, the Dutch language, or the word crique, spelled with a Q from Old French. And I found that in an article by David Hiskey on todayifoundout.com. And, obviously, it combined to create cricket now. <laughs> Over time, cricket has become increasingly popular around the globe. So as of now, 18, or 18, where did that come from? Eight countries have adopted the game as their national sport. So, oh, yeah, wow. cricket for the most part. And that's it. That's cricket. So cricket doesn't have anything to do with crickets? Uh-uh. All right, I have a question. What position... Would you play on a cricket team? Like, which one would you be better at? I would say bowling because, I mean, I don't think I would be good at either of them, even though it's kind of, like, an easier sport. But I'm really not good at, like, hitting the balls. Like, (laughs) in baseball, Mm. when I've done, like, t-ball in the past, I just, ugh, I sucked at it. But, yeah. I would say Aww. bowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with that done, should we go into our break? No, we shouldn't go into the break. Why? <laughs> We're stuck here. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> okay. Oh, Bye, no. guys. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. We're back from the break. Yes. Well, Stella. Yeah. Are you going to talk about skiing? You have to do the word of the day. You're going to talk about skiing, eh? Oh, yeah. The word of the day. I forgot forgot that I existed for a second. (laughs) Okay, guys. So the word of the day today is kaleidoscopic. So this word refers to an object that reflects different colors and patterns by light. So... If you think of kaleidoscopic, you'll like, you're probably thinking about a kaleidoscope, which is right. So it can be used as an adjective. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore, kaleidoscopic, the word is defined as being multicolored. So an example of the word being used in a sentence is that peacock's feathers were kaleidoscopic. Ooh, pretty. Ooh. I low-key want to, like, start using kaleidoscopic in everyday conversation. That would be fun. Yeah. We can use a smorgasbord of sesquipedalian words in everyday life. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I see. Ski (laughs) what I did there. Get it? Just what I'm about to do. Skiing. Yeah, as yeah, Kate yeah. said. All right, so skiing. 
Skiing isn't always and hasn't always been a sport. It was used for like travel and leisure activities, you know? But it is in the Olympics, so it definitely qualifies. It involves a person moving over the snow with long flat boards called skis strapped to their feet. Skis have been found that were almost 8,000 years old, mainly in Russia, but also many other northern places. The first written reference was found um, to be from the Chinese Han Dynasty, which was right at the turn of the era. Skis were used for travel, and some people also developed forms of hunting while skiing that they were known for. The Sami people in northern Scandinavia are particularly credited with this and are believed to be the inventors of skis. They were also good for militaristic endeavors in snowy places. And this is actually where it comes from as a sport, because competitions were held during military skill training, um, and people were, like, interested and got all competitive and stuff. So, <laughs> the first national ski race was held in Oslo, Norway in the 1860s. And people also realized how much more fun skiing downhill was. So, alpine or downhill skiing got more popular than Nordic or cross-country skiing. In 1924, the first Winter Olympics were held in France, and this included Nordic skiing. Then, in 1936, the Germany Games added alpine skiing. Today, competitive skiing may also include freestyle or speed skiing. I just said skiing a lot of times, I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Um, anyway, as a leisure activity, its popularity rose from 1955 to 1965. It helped that it became more accessible to people who could now use metal skis with plastic boots, which was much sturdier. Finally, here's a fun fact. When you think of skis in military endeavors, you might not think of, like, completely modern times, but they are in fact still useful, and there were fighting ski troops in both world wars. There's no way. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> I'm so cool like that. Kate, be in the ice. Because I'm oh, cool too. Mm. Don't be cold. That would have been better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway... My sources were Olympic.org, a Snowbrains article by Miles Clark, Britannica, and a BBC article by Sumeda Suj. That's it for skiing. Yay! Skiing! That was so nice. I can't think of anything else. Gosh. I don't really know why I chose this one, because I've never been skiing, and it oh, also same. didn't have, like, too much of an unexpected origin. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just because it's really hot right now. Mm. Oh, yeah, I kind of want to go skiing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go skiing. That sounds like fun. But, like, also kind of scary. Yeah. I don't want to, like, accidentally fall off a cliff. That would oh. suck. Probably die. 
Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, that brings us to our last origin of the day, which is bowling. So, a bowling player would roll a pretty heavy ball, <laughs> pretty heavy ball down the lane, and the objective... <laughs> Why can't I see? <laughs> Oh my god, guys, Kate's choking. Oh Oh, wait a second. I breathed in so much water. Oh my god. I started laughing as I was drinking. Don't choke on me, Kate. I can't. I'm not there to save you. Oh my gosh. Ugh, death by water, I guess. Jeez. That was, oh, that was scary. It was the pinnacle of frightening. Oh, wow. Is that even <laughs> what that word means? The, I don't know. I have no idea. I, anyway. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> Continue. Let's try not to choke this time. <laughs> Wait, Stella, do you remember when we were, like, in seventh grade and we were, like, researching if people had ever died because of laughing? No. Okay, I just got a, like, really specific memory of us, like, sitting down at lunch, researching and finding (laughs) that people had died because they were laughing so hard. I guess because we laughed so much, we were like, (laughs) (laughs) didn't want to die of laughter. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so the objective of bowling is to roll a pretty heavy bowl down a bowling lane and knock down as many pins as you can with said bowl. There are generally 10 possible pins to knock over and two turns each personal round and 10 rounds overall in a typical game or like a full game at least. Mm -hmm. The first form of bowling originated over 5,000 years ago. So I found a couple differing sources for what the exact date was, but from what I found, it seemed like it was... 3200 BCE before common era. In the 1930s, a child's grave was uncovered in Egypt, and inside was what seemed to be a pretty old version of the bowling sport that we know today. So, we're pretty sure that bowling began as a made up children's game where children used rocks to try and knock some objects resembling pins over, but we're not completely sure. What we do know is that basically modern bowling emerged in Germany as a kind of Christian ceremony. So at this time in Germany, many men brought these things called kegels to like everywhere. And so kegels are like basically clubs and they resemble like those used in hockey. But anyways, <clears throat> in the ceremony, kegels were used to knock down nine pins, which represented sin. <laughs> so if he knocked them all over, he was basically baptized and wiped clean of sin. 
And if he wasn't, then he was, like, basically a bad person. <laughs> so that was kind of, like, funny. Wait, doesn't yeah. Christianity have seven deadly sins, though? Yeah, but it, from my research, it said that they used nine, which that would have been, uh, that would have been clever if they used seven, but nope, it was nine. I got that information off of an article by Billy Ann Lopez. According to thebowlinguniverse.com, After that, in the late 1600s, bowling was introduced to the U.S. So the game was, like, really underground in America, and it was frowned upon because of its association with gambling and addiction. That's terrible. Oh! (laughs) Oh, you're so much better at this than I am. (laughs) Only on Um, some days. Yeah. (laughs) But we'll get into that later. Sorry, I was, like, adding on to the sentence I said before. After that, in the early 1900s, bowling rules and regulations were established by Joe Thumb. And after that, bowling became a lot more widely used and commercialized. Because it was, like, seen as a more respectable sport than it was before. Because everyone was like, ew, bullying. Hmm. Like, you're a gambler if you bowl. But now it's like, now it's fine. (laughs) In addition to this, the Women's International Bowling Congress was created in 1916. Which was pretty cool, I would say. That sounds cool. Okay, now for the word origin of bowling. The first form of the word bowling comes from Latin roots with the word bulla, which means bubble. And it later went on to mean, like, round. Then after that, it became bull with a U at the end and... Er, wait, what? (laughs) At the end. Okay. Okay. Bulla. (laughs) And then it later on became bull with a U in the middle and an E at the end. So that was um, the form used in Old French. And then it became bowling, like we know today. And the language for that one was Late Middle English. And now, finally, for some fun facts. Like I mentioned earlier, bowling was frowned upon when it was played with nine pins. So, this form of bowling was banned in multiple American cities since it led to increased gambling and crime, according to Bowling.com. However, the sport evaded the law as another pin was added to the game. So, (laughs) nine-pin bowling might have been illegal, but ten-pin bowling wasn't. Oh my gosh. That was kind of (laughs) clever. The ultimate loopholes. Yeah, exactly. So there are five main different modern types of bowling. And I found these types off of an article on globalbowlinginc.com. So there's the 10-pin bowling game, which is the one that we typically play. 9-pin bowling, which is the one that I just talked about. 
five pin bowling, which is like a really simplified version of bowling. So it has like this rubber ring on basically the fattest part of the, the pin, like near the bottom. So it's easier to get a strike because they'll like bounce off of each other and like knock each other over, kind of like go-karts, which is kind of fun. <laughs> you mean um, bumper cars? Wait, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, stri- I striked out with that one. Spare me. Oh. <laughs> I can't even I can't even think of any. Oh. Um Kate, your pun abilities are in the gutters. Are pin the gutters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, the last type of bowling that I'm going to mention is duck pin. So this one is like so cute. When I looked it up, I encourage all of you listeners, all of you breadsticks, to look up duck pin bowling when you get a chance because like literally oh, it's, it's they're so cute. It's a smaller and more difficult version of ten pin bowling. So the pins were like they're a lot stubbier and thicker. <laughs> and the bowling ball is smaller, resembling Aww. kind of like a softball instead of a bowling ball that we know. Yeah, me too. It's very cute. Okay. That brings us to the end of bowling. Yay! How did you like it? I like it. I like how nine pin bowling was illegal and they just added a pin and it was fine. (laughs) Now everyone plays. I know. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. What is the highest score you can remember getting at bowling? (gasps) Ooh. I think I got... Didn't I get a 104 or 108 or something? When we bowled... I remember that was, like, the highest I've ever gotten when we, like, bowled with Valerie. Yeah. That was really, really fun. I think that's it. I... I remember getting a really yeah, high score. Yeah, you got like a 120, didn't I you? I know. That I think yeah. that's the highest I've ever gotten. We really we need to go again. I wish yeah. things were safe. That was so good. I I was proud of myself even though I still kind of lost, but Yeah, that was good. Like anything over 100. Like day. I wish there was a bowling team at our school because I've heard of some schools that had that. Yeah. And that sounds so fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. You could have such a cool style with bowling. And like learning how to do it right would be also really cool. Oh yeah, that could. Plus there's like cool food there and arcade games. So that could be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That is all of our sport topics for the episode. Yay. Good job, sport. (laughs) You're a good sport. (laughs) I thought of let's bowl into the break. Like, let's roll into the break. Oh, my god! Let's make, like, a bowling ball and roll into the break. Into the outro. (laughs) Let's lacrosse. the street let's lacrosse the border between pre-outro and post-outro yes (laughs) oh that was the worst pun that was the worst pun of the episode (laughs) 
We'll be right back. Hit it, Kate. <laughs> so this is the announcement that we that Stella was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Breaking news. Breaking news. I just wanted to let y'all know that our 10th episode will be a special one. We're planning to have our season one finale all about you guys. So Stella and I plan on finding origins of our listeners' names. Eight names will be chosen. If you want your name featured in a couple episodes, go to our Instagram account and follow the quick instructions listed on the announcement post. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. <clears throat> this was Sliced Bread, the podcast, on today's episode about sports. We'd like to give a special toast to our sources who made this episode possible. We'd also like to thank our followers on our Instagram account. You can follow us at Sliced Bread Podcast. No dots or underscores. To wrap it up, here's this episode's slice of advice. We have to build things that we want to see accomplished in life and in our country based on our own personal experiences to make sure that others do not have to suffer the same discrimination. The person who said that was Patsy Mink, an Asian American woman who was the first woman of color elected to Congress. Remember to take risks by going against the grain. And when things go awry and life gets a little crummy, just keep your bread up and stay yummy. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to tune in for the next episode. Bye! Bye! <laughs>